0: Rockin' and Rollin'. Rockin' and Rollin' can get a mic check on you.
1: Check one, two, one, two. Beautiful. You sound good. If you can hear me. Velvety, velvety vocal tones. <laughs> I'm talking about you, of course. Not uh,
0: no, that you sound great, but let's do this. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome, please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Today, I'm running off of some lukewarm iced coffee my friend is just he's raw dog in it nothing it's all good it's a sunday afternoon and you know sometimes you just gotta you sometimes you don't need things less is more as they say less is more before i introduce my guest here i want to take a quick moment to tell you if you're watching this and if you like the show let people know Tell a friend or two. Knock on your neighbor's door. Say, hey, there's this guy, Sykes. He has a cool show. You should check it out. You know somebody that's in a band that maybe wants to be on the show? Somebody that does art, yoga? Who knows? If you do something cool, come on the show. Hit me up. Please share it. It helps. The internet is a fucking garbage pile, and I'm trying to do my best to make it a more positive place. So if you think it should be a better place, help your boy out. And with that being said, I'm sitting here today with a gentleman who is a new friend of mine we have met recently on the internet. He is a very flexible fellow. He goes by the name Michael (laughs) Miracles. And why don't you let the people
1: know what it is that you do. Okay, the okay internet, the, that's a ma- The internet's really happy that you're they, here. They, they
0: must be. So, I mean, you're, you're a little bit of a, you have a lot going on. Just like a half hour before you showed up, you're like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a link to my band. <laughs> I had no idea you even had a band, so I got to like listen to like a little bit of that. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this? Like wild, like Faith No More sounding fun rock stuff. But uh, before we get into all that,
1: what do you do? I do plenty. Um, I was telling the Lyft driver on the way over that I'm a yoga master, but that sounds pretty arrogant, but, uh, it's mm, like, you're a tutor teacher of yoga. Yeah. Yoga teacher by, by day. Um, I'm not sure what by night, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. So I teach, uh, I teach about 10 to 12 classes a week throughout the city. Um, I just, I don't want to go right into plugs because I yeah. feel like this could go all, I could plug we'll totally, all night.
0: Yeah. We don't have to like necessarily plug it, but you just let people know like, okay, so like you're not just somebody that like does
1: yoga casually. This is something that is like a big part of your life. I do yoga seriously. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, nothing should be taken too seriously. No, not at all. Yeah. yoga's become a major part of my life. I turned it, I'm in the process of turning it now into a career, but that's. That's a different topic altogether. Um, basically, should I just go into the whole story of you? Yeah, that's why you're here. Let's talk. Dude, <laughs> yoga existed for thousands and thousands <laughs> of years. One could say it all started 13.8 billion years ago. When, yeah, when that happened, <laughs> when the universe popped a stiffy uh-huh. and exploded onto ma- matter all over. And that's we'll, we'll start. We'll, this how how long do we have? Twenty hours? Yeah. Of, yes. Yes. No, I've just been teaching yoga since 2011 here in Pittsburgh. I I did my first teacher training in New York and uh, ran through my whole life savings while trying to uh, further my music career in New York. I lived there for a year. Okay, so uh,
0: pump the brakes. So you're in New York mm -hmm, doing music. Trying to. And then
1: you get into yoga while you are in New York. I was already doing it, but... Uh, since like it, taking it more seriously. Yeah, I started... Well, I didn't have a real job there. I didn't have anything really pressing. I didn't have much happening with the music. <laughs> it so sounds very like,
0: New York. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I was like, I'll just do <laughs> yoga every day. And uh, here's a hint for anybody thinking about doing yoga more often. It's less so in Pittsburgh, but there's still a lot. If you want to get in on it and don't want to spend a lot of money, every studio has an intro... Maybe I shouldn't even be saying... Okay. <laughs> sorry uh yoga studios i teach at but every yoga studio has an intro special basically so you can ch- kind of bounce around and that's what i did in new york there you know infinite yoga studios there just shy of infinite uh but i went you know to as many as i could and getting the free and then i just landed on one spot so it got to the point with my, my ex-partner and i we were both she was trying to do you know further her career in poetry and and performance arts, and she was doing a little better than I was, but not very well at all sure and uh so I was like, all right, last twenty five hundred dollars to my name. guess I'm gonna do a teacher training because that point in my life, I was just trying very you know non focusedly to make music my thing, and i could never I could never make it happen. I could never really get past get out of the city basically sure
0: it's but, hard, dude it's super fucking hard to like monetize your creativity like Mm -hmm. like it's it's really hard in terms of just like because there's a thousand people trying to do it oh more than a thousand i thought 999 yeah yeah. (laughs) uh but even aside from that just like all of the just like the the personal stress and just like the toll it takes on your mind, mm-hmm. which is what really interests me in the yoga aspect of what you do, like in terms of like, okay, I'm also, I'm doing this very stressful creative thing with music, mm-hmm. but you also have the yoga, which I have understood is a much more like very like, okay, let's get in tune with my like self-awareness, become more just like relaxed and less focused, kind of like, it's like a more of a way to like, Maybe drop some of the ego that mm-hmm. comes with the world of trying to like be a professional musician. And mm-hmm. that's like a really interesting balance, those two things. There's like some serious yin and yang going
1: on, I feel. Well, it's more, you said, less focus. It's less focus on stressful thoughts. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. mind can actually, when it's focused and when it gets something particular to do, it can re- you can relax more. Because basically, one of the major, if not the sole source of our stress is actually thoughts.
0: Yeah, and, totally. And, and
1: how we relate to them. Have you ever done yoga before?
0: I haven't. And I'll tell you this. Um, I know I'm somebody that like I, I, I work all the fucking time. I stress out so much. I'm mm-hmm. always anxious and I'm sore and grumpy. Mm-hmm. And I know in my brain, I've had this t- talk with people before, like yoga is probably something I should do. And I'm very yoga curious, but I just haven't done it yet. I don't know what it is. I think it's a matter of just like, Finding an environment
1: that I'm comfortable in to do it is maybe a big part of it. Right. Well, you mentioned the ego. And um, from my understanding through my uh, studies of psychology and uh, spirituality, and that's a lot, you know, besides becoming a yoga teacher, I dove into those subjects more so throughout the last eight years or so. But the term ego is used more broadly to describe essentially the part of her mind that's active, the part of her mind that's attached to her body, the part of her mind that's projecting into the future, digging up the past. And the part of her mind that we is more valuable be, to be in touch with more often is the part of her mind that's always calm, part of her mind that makes clear, wise, as wise decisions as possible. And the, it's relatively more the part of her mind that uh, observes things. So when you're clear of all your thoughts and you're just... Ah, I feel at peace. I'm feel at one with what I'm doing. That's in a nutshell, what yoga helps us get more in touch with and, and, yeah. and, and to experience it more. Um, but the ego is basically probably, I'm I'm assuming, but the, it's probably your ego or the part of you that could benefit the most from yoga. That's oh, coming totally. up with reasons why not to do it. Oh yeah. So it, it,
0: yeah. There's like the, um, there's like the, obvious kind of like the, the hurdles that I know it's going to be something that I'm not good at to mm-hmm. begin with. And I'm not good at interacting with things that I'm not good at. Yeah. And that's 1000% like rock and roll fucking bullshit ego. Like I mm-hmm. don't want to do something I'm not good at. I don't want to be in a room where other people see me doing something that I'm not good at. And I'm mm-hmm. super aware of that, but I still have a hard time putting myself into that environment.
1: Well, what I'd say to that is um the reason why it's, people won't really be worrying about what you're doing is they're worrying about if other people are, I know, about what I they're know. doing yeah. or they've been doing it for a while and then sh- yeah, ideally I'm, your eyes are,
0: I'm be- like, I'm in such a better place now than I was maybe even a year ago with mm-hmm. like having this, these like analyzing my own thoughts and like trying to figure out who I want to be moving forward as a person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, one of the reasons why i definitely wanted to have you on was because I know that you're super involved in all this yoga stuff and I'm really curious about it. But like also with a lot of the people that are in my social circle, I'm not around people that are doing the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm around a lot of people that are doing whatever's good for them. Mm-hmm. A lot of it isn't yoga. I'm mm-hmm. not going to trash talk any of my friends, but it's just like meeting somebody like you and getting to have a conversation like this, I think is going to be really helpful for me personally, not to be like super selfish, but it is my fucking show. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm really curious about this because I think that my brain for some reason, I don't know how it hasn't happened. It's been really like, it wasn't like an intentional thing, but just over the course of the past year or two, I'm starting to think more about things like this and like ways that I can like treat my body better and treat my mind better to like help actually benefit everything that I do. Cause I think like doing something like practicing yoga on a regular basis would probably be an incredibly beneficial thing for me in terms of all of the creative stuff that I do. Cause it's going to give me more energy and like, just, I don't know. It's, I don't, I'm rambling. Sorry. Yeah, no,
1: uh, I'm definitely biased. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I understand myself being evangelical about this. Okay. So, But let me ask you this. Okay. Have have you ever tried just meditating before? I wouldn't say seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot
0: of time where I intentionally like turn off all of my things and just kind of sit and get lost in my thoughts mm-hmm. and just try to like focus and relax. And I suppose that's meditating, but I never like do it in the sense of like, oh, I need to meditate right now. It's more just like I need to get away from everything and just chill the fuck out.
1: Yeah, that's a good start. Uh, and that's actually... One of the main one of the main things that yoga can help us with, because these things almost all of us nowadays it's you don't need me to tell say this yeah that uh, uh, it's drawing us in, it's drawing our attention, it's drawing our energy, it's becoming compulsive, it's becoming so just getting away from this thing, and when you go to a yoga class, most of the time you're you, the teacher won't let you bring it into the room with you, yeah, so just getting away from that, turning off all media, turning off all outside sources of distraction is, is is beneficial in and of itself. But what I'll say about yoga in in terms of meditation, and this will, I'll bounce back to this in a moment, but yoga is really designed as like a technology to help you meditate better. And, um, there's been, you know, I don't think too many people at this point in the game would try to dispute that meditation is beneficial for anyone. Totally. But the way yoga works is, with your, with the breathing techniques, with the poses themselves, the poses almost become metaphors or little scientific experiments to practice how your state of being can be under kind of a potentially stressful situation, but it it's safe. It's, com- it's confined. Um, there's, you know, I'm in this shape. I have, I have these set of variables. So it becomes very scientific in that point. Now you have, The two elements that allow you to meditate more effectively while you're doing the actual practice of yoga is, like I said, the breathing. And when you're really utilizing the power of your breath, like even if I could do it right now and I just. I can feel a tangible sense of calm by just uh, that one breath
0: what's the thing is like if if i'm at a show or in a situation like if things get really stressful like i'll find a place where nobody's at Mm -hmm. and i'll like stop and like do like breathing exercises Mm -hmm. to like calm the fuck down and like just like take a second to stop and think about everything that's going on really analyze how serious the situation is like we're at a rock and roll show do i need to be like thinking that like you know i'm hanging on the last fibers of my existential being Mm -hmm. because like some fucking idiot is late to the show or Mm so you know what i mean like it's not that serious yeah but when like i'm like promoting an event or something like that it's really easy to get caught up in all of that like oh you know we're gonna be 10 minutes off schedule Mm -hmm. but like just trying to drop that shit and remember and like realize that it's not that fucking
1: serious well nothing really is it's anything's only as serious as we allow the ego to make it yeah Um. totally but yeah, as I was saying, um, so you have a combination of your the ability to pay attention to a, s- a specific way of breathing and then whatever your body is feeling in the pose. So it, then again, it's not necessarily what your body's feeling. It's more like where, like, oh, I can feel that. And it's trying not to label it. Uh, okay. So as you were saying, like what you do, it seems like a, a great thing to do in general, but going a step beyond into meditation more so would be, okay, here's, here are the thoughts, and then you're, you're de-emphasizing them, it sounds like, which is very useful, but then it's just when you're actually meditating, whether it's in the middle of a yoga practice or whether you just sit and meditate, then you try to find one moment or a second or maybe a little bit longer where all of your attention is on what you're doing in the present moment, and a breath always happens in the present moment. You can't breathe in the future. You can't, you can't go back and breathe that, that breath from last weekend, you know? Uh So that's, that's one thing that's always happening in the present moment. And um, and then we can start talking about, you can also start to get, you know, a lot of yoga is called flow, but a lot of the yoga that calls itself that isn't really taking advantage of the power of what flow really is. And I I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but most people have states of flow. There's a, you know, different ways to get in a state of flow and it's measurable And there's scientists, scientists doing studies on it. Maybe at the moment, but right. This act. at this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, states of flow are interesting and many of us do experience it. Like one of the more common ways to, to get into a state of flow and there's probably different levels to it as well is just doing your favorite hobby. You know, a lot of people report it gardening or knitting. I mean, those are my two things. I just basically garden and knit all day. I'm just a, I'm, that's, okay. that's, that's a joke. I don't actually. Oh, don't you do don't that. knit? No. Nah. Okay. I do like to form a tight knit community, but other than that. <laughs> totally. But, do you garden? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sometimes eat vegetables though. So yeah. it, that helps. Yeah. I guess. But anyway, what I, where, where I do find flow is um, making, making a beat. Or, you know, doing yoga for sure. Um, sometimes you, you can get into a, a state of flow in a conversation too. When you're not thinking about, oh, I need to say this next. When you're just in that exchange, that give and take. Now there's also ways to like hijack the flow as well. Essentially, anytime that your ego faces, a, faces an experience, faces a situation that it's never really doesn't have a frame of reference for you can get into a deep state of flow really quickly. You kind of sure. lose lose your awareness of your body. You lose awareness of, of, of time. And and one of the f- fastest, and I'm not endorsing this stuff, I'm not saying it's bad either, but extreme sports. You, know, you jump off of a side of a bridge and all, for the first time, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, I haven't actually done it. But from, <laughs> a, from the reports... You know, there there's nothing to compare it to, so you just have this moment of, whew, I'm 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 outside of time, that's, but that's kind of how
0: I feel when I'm performing. Yeah, because I'm a very like physical performer, and whenever I'm playing a show, like it's like from the time that we start to the time that we stop, like we'll finish a set, and there's this moment where like I kick back into reality mm-hmm. after the set's done, but I feel like in the middle of a set, like I'm completely gone, like I'm there but I'm not thinking about anything else. Like I'm just like on, I feel like a completely different person and it's like, I'm on a whole nother level. And I think that's why I love playing so much is because that's Mm -hmm. the one thing that I have in my life that allows me to get to that like state
1: of mind. Yeah. That's where I accessed it first before I started doing yoga. It was during performances and uh, it seemed though that like, I was like, Oh, I got like a glimpse of, of something Again, I guess what I'm now about trying to describe is something that felt even more deep than like, Oh, I'm having, you know, I'm performing. I'm in, I'm in the moment. But, um, or maybe it was just that when I performed mostly I wasn't in the moment. And then there was just a couple of times I can remember to this day where it was like, whew, everything slowed down. It was felt like I was like super connected to the crowd. Yeah. And it just, then it felt like joy and which I never really had a frame of reference for. It felt like I was, I was connected to like, I'm going to use like pseudo spiritual terms now, but connected to totality connected to, uh, the full, the, all, all things in the universe, uh, connected to, know, you could even say like something divine. And, um, I was at that point probably before I started doing yoga, I was more like an agnostic atheist and, uh, okay. Slowly things started to started to shift. And, um, yeah. Now it got me into this place. Now I've had some experience. I don't know. I've had, I don't know. Uh, I have had i do not i do not want to tell my whole life story, but <laughs> <laughs> fast forward after some other things through yoga. I, in 20, well, okay. I'll start here.
0: <laughs> so we'll say, okay. So like to kind of go back, you know, we were in New York, you yeah. we were doing music, but even before then,
1: that, that was my, okay. that was my te- that was my first teacher training. Okay. And I, and I did get some, um, I did get some experiences of. Same same thing within some moments of that teacher training within some of the classes in it, but the first then the the first time where I had a major experience is uh, in all places at a Bonnaroo in two thousand and seven. I had I had actually maybe had done yoga one time, and then i I was briefly living in Hollywood at the time. I only lasted nine weeks during that stint, but um I had went I had left Hollywood, went to Bonnaroo, and in a Bonnaroo um don't want to tell the whole story, but eventually. It, it, it i i had ego death i i was seeing uh, the flaming lips and they they came out in a spaceship and then i kind of like went i blacked out and uh when i came to i didn't really have any awareness of my identity for just, for just briefly and so i didn't i wouldn't really know this the term ego death at that point it's like later now i i use those words to describe it but when i came to when i came back back into it and i realized you know my identity again i just had this extreme feeling of i love all human beings for the first time in my life i never consciously felt that way i never thought that way i never felt that way i was kind of leaning in towards it a little bit prior but then it was like this is what's what the truth is i have all only love is only love is true basically and then i was i don't again the whole story but it turned out like all the way throughout the night i started just preaching this stuff and uh, uh <laughs> like it, all the way till about 5 a.m and there was like a group of kids huddled around me and i'm just ranting yeah and uh till eventually uh one of my campmates was like all right sneaky my oh by the way my my previous fk i was sneaky mike and some of you might remember me as sneaky <laughs> mike but uh all right sneaky shut the fuck up and so that's where right. it didn't really end there either but uh, <laughs> but yeah so that's when i was like okay that's that's the talk like that's that's where that's where i i know to be true and then that began now how do i walk the walk you know how do i actually live lovingly kindly in my life and like i you know i was all all over the place and then fast forward i moved back then where i really got into yoga this story is how i why i didn't last in hollywood very long was an ex of mine uh she had just graduated cmu and got a job in, in hollywood doing art design and uh we packed we bought a van on craigslist for 500 dollars, completely illegally nothing was nothing was right on it and there was an, even a ski mask in the back of it so we packed up most of her all of her stuff and most of my stuff and went to hollywood uh we didn't you know i think we fought for like The only two times in early, I mean, we were only like maybe together six months prior to that. Sure. Um, But we fought the only two times. And then I came back to Pittsburgh. This is after the Bonnaroo a couple, like a couple weeks later, I came back to Pittsburgh to play a show that was previously scheduled. And then she was, was, it's like wouldn't answer my phone calls. (laughs) And, but anyway, uh, she just like abruptly broke up with me and I was devastated. And I was like, for the first time in my life, I couldn't like TV smoke alcohol my way out of my thoughts yeah i was just like i i was like i was a wreck i was like probably t- i was crying in, in in public i'm thinking i like couldn't couldn't barely sleep couldn't eat very much and uh so I, I went back to you know gather my my things to get the affairs in order and uh i tried yoga i think for the second time and my first time i, I was trying to work out and i was like oh this stuff isn't that good of a workout for soccer moms that was like basically where I was coming at it from but then this, I did it the second time and at the very end of the sure. class most classes end you just lie on your back in a, in a completely restful state that was the first time since the since I got that news that the a break the breakup happened that I actually felt at peace for the first time I was like oh there's something there's something to this so went back to Pittsburgh and I got into hot yoga and that was just like, Oh my God, that was the most physical thing I would ever do. And like, I would be laying in a <laughs> giant puddle of sweat, like yeah flopping. You mentioned faith no more earlier. I don't know if we had a <laughs> video at the
0: end. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh-huh. like I'd just be laying there like, uh-huh. I was yeah. like okay, that like no, that no, it's not just for soccer moms. It's it's, that's the best work I ever got in my life. And so maybe I, I, I tend to go all over the place, but Um, going back to that, the, why the physical practice is important is just on a biochemical level, you're getting rid of some of that energy. You're getting rid of some of that tightness. You're replacing stress hormones with calming, you know, brain chemicals instead. And I, I believe I, I take it all the way back to when humans were evolving, when we were, I don't know, on the Savannah or whatever, there was always clear and present danger a lot of the time there was either you know a tiger or a snake or a rival tribe and it would just always almost had to be on alert to fight or to flee to get to keep alive yeah and um over time i don't know if a lot of us realize and not and a lot of us in america have it a lot better than in other countries but um in you know so, and obviously other people some people more so in america than others but we don't really have too much danger in our lives very often the, the most the, the seeming one and where this part of our nervous system the fighter flights in control most of the time driven by the ego is when we're driving because that there there's some tangible danger there sure. seemingly but anyway say you're in let's use that as an example say you're in your car someone cuts you off and gives you a middle finger you feel that and you got nowhere to go you got nothing to expel that energy yeah. so you you you. F- find another outlet be it words be it or not really an outlet so you just or it's in in even on a, in, a, in a less real less clear less present danger is like now it's to the point like someone you know you read it you read something on on, your, on the news you hear something on the news you get you get that danger someone says something that you don't like and it all accumulates so we're always like And then we have these things, and yeah, and so the body ends up. Yeah, I feel like
0: a big part of the reason why, like, it's it's an interesting conversation to have, and it's probably not one that we should dig into because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But to kind of just, uh, to respond to your point there, I think that a big part of the reason why people like why our society is the way that it is now is like a side effect of how safe things are in general i think in terms of like i think like what we're like biologically and like mentally built for over like centuries you know what i mean like now we don't experience a whole lot of danger in terms of like you know there aren't like dinosaurs and shit like that you know what i mean there's definitely danger depending on you know people that live in certain neighborhoods or have to deal with certain things there's that sort of stuff but on like the big scale I feel like, you know, we're in a very, very safe environment. But there's that part of us where we're still looking for danger. So our brains are still, like, we're still able to, like, mentally and socially pick out things that, like, give us that. Like, we're always ready to react to something because we're safe. And it's, like, you never feel comfortable. You know, you always think, like, oh, like, things can't be good. There always has has to be something. I have to Mm -hmm. be on the look for something. And just, like very tense things yeah. are just
1: super tense right now yeah we're saying the same, we're, we're saying the same thing i think that totally relates to what we're talking about yeah but uh is the answer to do more dangerous things uh not <laughs> not really but to do maybe more challenging things and then like i was just saying earlier the you know trying to diagnose why you're not doing yoga yet uh is that you know that your ego which is in charge of you feeling like it needs to be in fight or flight And it's two different types of our nervous system. The fight or flight is called sympathetic nervous system. And the the calm, focused, relaxed part of our nervous system is called parasympathetic. But that part of our mind, the ego is always trying to get you in the, the sympathetic nervous system to fight, to flee. But there's usually no actual fight. There's actually no actual running away of anything. So it just accumulates and keeps building and building and building.
0: So with everything that's going on now, I mean, we don't have to like go through every little nuance of what your past decade was like, because it seems like it was there was a whole lot. Yeah. But we could focus a little bit more on the present. Yeah. Because all of your journeys from, you know, becoming a yoga teacher or master, whatever you want to call it, you started doing teaching in New York,
1: right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got my first teacher training, there. teacher training there. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that training didn't really teach me how to teach very well. <laughs> But it gave me an experience of what it was. It it showed me what it was. And I took that certificate and I was like, OK, now I need to figure I m- had to move back to Pittsburgh. OK. What was your question? Sorry. So, well, you're here now and you mentioned earlier
0: that, you know, you're teaching a lot of classes a week mm-hmm. and you're also still, you know, you're playing in a band. You're So you're still doing music stuff.
1: Yeah, I came back to it. I had, I had taken about five years off.
0: Um, And I'm curious what coming back to music was like with all of this new perspective that you obtained just through the lifestyle that you had had
1: a lot more patient, a lot more, um, doing it for the sake of doing it and not doing it for a reward.
0: Cause I think that that's something that with all of the people that I talk to, um, whether it be on the show or just, you know, out and about at events or through the internet, I think something that a lot of people don't have is patience Mm -hmm. when it comes to the music. And I think that it really like hinders a lot of people that I think have a lot of great potential. They're just so impatient and anxious and you're just like angry and just bitter. There's like all like all like the whole spectrum of negativity that comes with like being an
1: artist so many people that i know are just like consumed by it i can relate i used to go to shows and be like pissed like why is that person opening up for this band and not me yeah like that's about my attitude almost was all the time why them and not me and like that was uh that was not not a good way to go through the day you know but basically to answer your question it's just yeah there's a lot more patience i use the skills i've gained over the years through meditation and yoga um I haven't lost a step i'm, I'm still keep every year i, I, don't know, I, <laughs> might, I might finally have, have and i don't know if i reached the pinnacle or not but i just keep getting in better and better shape as i age yeah because of yoga <laughs> and uh so i haven't lost a step and but that was the thing it was this perceived thing oh for me to be okay for me to be a success for me to be happy for me to be content i, I gotta get signed i gotta go on tour i gotta have people I got to have this many people at my shows and uh there's st- I'm not to lie I mean I'm, con- I'm more conscious to it now but there's still an element of w- w- still wanting people to be at my shows well, I mean, not- yeah
0: that's a healthy thing
1: but obviously now it's just more so doing it for the sake of doing it doing it for the songs doing it for the fun of it and and uh that's that's really how it's changed the most mm-hmm. but like I said I took a lot of time off of it it just got to the point where even while I was still on the yoga path at the same time Um, got to the point where it was like, uh, I just took, I just took that risk and and played that show and there was two people watching me. Why the heck did I just do that? So I I took time off and came back to it about two years ago. I've been recording an album with, um, you may have heard, remember, uh, remember the band Dazzle Teen? Yeah. Yeah. The guys from two of the guys from Dazzle Teen, uh, Dan Koshu and I are, are in love evolution now and. The, um, him and the bass player from dazzle teen Darren have been, uh, you know, producing this new album now for about two years. We've been working on it. Cool. So it's really cool. Um, we're going to probably drop the album hopefully by springtime. And we were trying to shoot a video and, uh, like release, we have a song called Mr. Rogers. So, um we were trying to release that in the video by the time the tom hanks film drops but i think we i think we missed the opportunity to, <laughs> i don't even know how the hashtag game really works all, all that much but i was just i was i was uh fantasizing about oh the weekend before mr rogers the movie drops here's hashtag mr rogers on but yeah i don't think it's going to be out by then but we will uh uh we'll we'll officially start telling people more about the the Mm -hmm. single on soundcloud at that point but the other way things changed is um uh uh, uh, i forgot (laughs) (laughs) i lost my train of thought that's okay
0: it's all good so we were just briefly talking about social media and we've talked a little bit about before just basically we didn't use this term but you know it's a little bit of a it could be a mental prison Mm -hmm. of sorts um and but with playing in a band and promoting anything maybe even with you know the yoga stuff that you do there's like a part of it where you want to use it because it it helps get the word out it's no different than this podcast without social media this wouldn't exist and, uh, you know, how do you find yourself interacting with social media in a healthy way? And do you still find yourself maybe sometimes slipping into, like, unhealthy behaviors with your phone, even, like, with all of, like, the 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 awareness that you have of how dangerous it can be? Do you still find yourself uh, oh, yeah, falling I into feel, it?
1: I feel like an addict. Like, I feel like the compulsion to check the phone all the time. Now, I'm a little bit, maybe who's to say, but maybe I'm i I'm say probably better with it than stopping myself to compulsively look at the phone, but I still do it. And it's like almost every time, like I'm picking up the phone for some reason, I end up clicking the Instagram icon. So I guess the answer to your question is I'm going to continue to use my skills at yoga to become less dependent on, on the, on the social media. Um, how I, how I definitely am interacting with it more healthy than I probably would have before. I mean, there wasn't really a, yeah, would would be the whole one-upsmanship on the whole arguing with people online type oh, of thing. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I I know a lot of us don't do that but I'm I'm sure some of us do end up falling into that. And it's just to the point now where it's like I do have that time like even if someone says something or there's like some, you know, some very provocative thing said and I'm like I'm going to say that. Like, mm. No, why? Why why do I want to do that? Uh-huh. I don't I don't want to be at odds with anybody my 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 real thing that i want to do is is find commonalities with people and and you know get along mm-hmm. That's, so to answer your question i think now from all this practice on the mat i'm able to notice impulses when they arise and feel like and and really feel the space in between the stimulus of an impulse or whatever creates why i would do something in this case you know type a nasty message back on facebook or something like that in between the thought to do it and the action so I, I i can stop i can i can reflect i can breathe and i can and that's i think it's even more advantageous it had been in my life in my relationships where yoga and spiritual studies and studies into psychology has helped me be able to never be in an argument i came to the conclusion that i don't want to be in an argument. I, like to be in healthy debates and conversations, but I don't want to be in an argument, especially with a loved one, you know? So I find that in most, you know, significant other relationships that that are long-term or even like your family members or coworkers, someone that you see regularly all the time, you fall into patterns. And like, so the pattern, and this relates to the same topic of social media, the pattern is, let's say my girlfriend says that thing almost every single time I'm going to come back with a similar response, which is I'm going to come over the top yeah. and yell or, or something. It becomes or say a competition. That that, it's not yeah. a conversation anymore. So all it takes for to not have the argument is for one person to stop like, Oh, and then what can happen is like, what? <laughs> they didn't say that thing back. Let me go harder. But then it's just, you know, it's just, it's not sticks and stones, you know, it's, it's just words. Mm-hmm. And so, you can stop, you can breathe and you can actually, there's, it's, I, I think there might be other people who who have different opinions, but I think it's never advantageous to anybody to, to engage in an argument. No,
0: I, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, I've, I've had situations recently with people where, you know, there is a disagreement that happens between me and somebody else. And obviously like people were impatient and you want to like, you want to settle this argument right there in the moment but you can't because mm-hmm. you need to take time to actually like internalize it self-reflect think about what you want to say think about what you're actually feeling mm-hmm. and then respond and you know and i had somebody that was just like you know i okay we're, we're in this moment and they told me i'm obviously upset and you're not saying anything mm-hmm. why aren't you saying anything and just making it about themselves mm-hmm. and i would say listen you have to understand i understand that you're upset but you know, put your put yourself to the side and understand that I'm upset too. Mm-hmm. And I need to figure out how I want to process this. I got to take it in my head. I got to think about what I actually want to say to you. And it takes more. I can't just like throw it out. You know, like I can't just spit it out right away. I'm going to say something dumb that I haven't thought about. So it's like I'm not ignoring you. I'm actually like taking the time to think about this and respond because I care about you. And I don't want this to be some like just like knife fight.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a good point too because not just st- saying nothing might still be like an aggressive act sometimes like But yeah, you have to like I'm not saying anything. There's like a reason the, why I'm not saying. But, anything. So in that case like what you were just describing it might just be better to be like, "Hey, I, I I care about you. I want to get I want to get the best resolution to this and for that to happen, I just need a moment to calm, you know, to feel, you know, calm down, take a breath. Maybe you can do. You know, what I mean, so then yeah. you're coming out of this place of of uh, trying trying to find uh even ground with the person trying to connect to, with them instead of defeat them
0: yeah cuz i think that it's like you know obviously if like you're in a situation where two people are upset i think like taking the time to empathize with the person even if you don't agree with them but understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. and analyze that and then put it against your viewpoint to figure out like hey Maybe you have to drop the ego. Maybe you are wrong in this situation. Mm -hmm. And you need to take the time to analyze where that person's coming from. And then you understand, oh, I'm wrong. And then you can use your words to express them like, hey, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Or on the flip, maybe you feel that you're right. And you understand that you're right. But you take that extra second to really come up with your response to say like, hey, you know, I took some time to think about this. And I understand that you feel that you're right because of A, B and C but this is how I feel Mm -hmm. you know and just to like use your words wisely and you know respectfully and not be so like you know fuck you yeah yeah. and like it's so easy to say that when really what you're trying to say is like I love you and I'm angry and I'm upset and I don't know how to say it out loud but it just comes out as fuck you I hate you and that's Mm -hmm. like the opposite thing that you want to say but Mm -hmm. like your emotions get the The best of you because like your brain just gets fucking cluttered with all of this noise and if you don't have that uh that ability to like wrangle that in and take the time to focus and think about it you know it's just going to come out like Mm -hmm. and that's how a lot of arguments happen
1: it's also just uh, again the ego is trying to make this very serious and it's trying to make you you're right you have to be right about this the ego is very serious about being right and Besides, you know, being more in touch with your breath, being more in touch, in touch with your true feelings, just having, you know, dropping that attachment to having to prove myself right in the situation can also go a long way to prevent arguments. And you know, like, oh, yeah, it's just normal to have arguments. I guess it is. But maybe there can be a, a new normal. You yeah. Know, and, that's,
0: it, and that's like, you know, whether that's like loved ones or people that you play in bands with or people that you work with. Like there's so many different relationships that you have where I think that that could be, uh, you should utilize that always, you know, whether it's like a good friend or even an acquaintance or, you know, somebody just always taking that time, I think to empathize and really understand where people are coming from has like helped me a lot over the past couple of years. Because before that I used to just have like a really shitty temp- temper and mm-hmm. like, like I was very unwilling to understand other people's perspective. And I feel like really shitty about that. But over time I've like, I don't know, I think I've just like my emotions have grown and I don't know why it just has happened. I think Mm -hmm. I just stopped. I didn't want to be that person. You know, I grew up around those people not to get into like my family life and shit like that, but I grew up around a lot of that. And I think that's why I dealt with situations like that was because that's how, you know, I learned to deal with situations like that growing Mm -hmm. up. And it really, it took a lot of time and, like willpower and patience, I think, to understand how to like deal with things in a healthier way.
1: I wish, uh, and maybe it's happening more and more. Hopefully, it is. But I wish that w- right now, what we're talking about is something that's taught to children more. So I wish there was like emotional wellness taught in schools. Oh yeah, because you know a lot of kids aren't getting any of any good good. Uh, uh, yeah, at- I, I fuck.
0: I don't. I don't want to like throw anything super personal out, but like somebody that I know, um, has uh some nephews and their family and one of the kids is like going through like all of this like really crazy temper stuff right now Mm -hmm. and all they're doing is just like throwing him on different medicines and it's just it's making it worse i know for a fact it's just making it worse i feel like you know, conspiracy theories aside, I feel like a lot of pharmaceutical companies oh, yeah. are just using kids as guinea pigs to test out these fucking drugs. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. It's a kid in a low-income neighborhood. Their value doesn't mean shit to us. We'll just mm-hmm. test them out on this. Whatever. If they fucking freak out, they can't figure out their shit. It doesn't matter. It's, you know? still,
1: make, it's still making the corporation's yeah.
0: money. And, uh, and I just feel like so fucking bad for this kid because, like, I've been around the kid. He's a, he's a good kid. There's nothing wrong with him. But, like, he's in – he'll be in school. And, you know, he's dealing with other kids that aren't getting treated right. So, like, they are they have their own shitty things. They're picking on people. They have their own problems. And it's just, like, a, a bad mixture of stuff together. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, they're just, the response to everything is just throw them all in medicine. And yeah. it's frightening. There's no actual, like, talk about, like, empathy or understanding or teaching kids about these things.
1: I wish to affect the culture in large. or wish, you know, I can't do it alone, obviously. But I wish to all of us, whoever... Whoever feels the same way that what we're talking about starts to affect culture more so to make it actually be, oh, the kid that actually is really nice to people, the kid that steps in and prevents a bullying. Mm -hmm. That's the cool, like, that's the cool kid. The person who's nice to everyone, that's the cool kid. Whereas my experience in school, it was almost the opposite. It was just like the shitty kids that were, you know, most popular. Sure. So bringing through and, you know, all the way up, not just the kids in school, but all the way up to. The, who are the people that we honor and worship in this in society usually aren't those people it's usually you know i don't want to get into politics but the look at the politicians and you know whatever you know there's some good and there's bad with the the athletes and and the the sure. celebrities of other although of, sure. there's good and they're bad at them but like and you know let's make what what's it cool to do? Uh, let's let's make it cool to be very kind mm-hmm. and, and understanding to each other. And that sounds, you know, oh, that sounds boring. But like I said, <laughs> that's why I you know I, I wrote the song Mister Rogers because that's the answer to the the thing I lost my train of thought was when you asked how how has has the yoga and my my I'm going to just call it spiritual path how has that affected my music? Now it's affected the lyrical content. Now I'm trying to actually write songs that are still interesting that aren't preachy that do actually get across these concepts in an interesting manner with, with you know, still music that's that's cool. I, I feel like in the past, I've, I'm have i a little bit... Um, uh, I'm a little, little bit... I have kind of bad associations with positive music being corny. Sure. And, and maybe it is a little bit, but even like... I think
0: people have associations with positive anything being corny. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time thinking that, you know, the bullies aren't the cool kids Mm -hmm. or thinking that, like, yoga is this thing for soccer moms or, you know, like, there's all this... that I don't know what it is, but there is definitely this thing in society where it is, like, not cool to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. essentially. And I I don't know what that is.
1: And so it's probably a whole combination of factors, but, again, without going down... I try not to think about this stuff very much, but without going down conspiracy theory roads, it's it's advantageous to the people at the top to keep sure. everybody else down. And how do you keep people down? You keep them at odds with each other. You keep you keep them <laughs> you in, create in, in a stressful minds <laughs> <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Totally. And uh yeah, and then, you know, it's a little easier to to get shitty things past us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, the, I got to the also the point that was stressful. It was like, ah, oh, the world got to be a better place. How do I do it? I don't know. Really, um, for me, it just turned out to be, I need to make sure I'm, uh, the, you know, the Gandhi, I think it's Gandhi, the Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm yeah a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll Instagram that but the my question was how how the fuck do you be the per- well, how it, do you do it? I think the thing that Instagram or just social media in
0: general fucked up is that it gave everybody this ability to think that they're more important that they're touching more of the world mm-hmm. than like they realistically are. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like how many personal relationships do you think you could handle realistically? you know? And like, but you're online, and it's like everybody has like thousands of friends and thousands of followers, and it's like, you know, in theory, that seems like a cute idea, but it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, OK, that the Internet's going to be whatever it is. But what I need to focus on in my life is just my immediate circle, the way that I make the world better. Mm-hmm. It's just focusing on my bubble, you know, my family, my friends and just, you know, show as much positivity and love to those people as I can. And hopefully it will spread out from there. Yeah. Because that's all you can do is the best I think that I can hope for. I'm not gonna I can't speak for everybody else, but the best that I can hope for is just creating a domino effect. And mm-hmm. there's only so much I have control of because I can only realistically touch the
1: lives of so many people because I'm just I'm just one person. And I totally agree. And I would just take it one step further. Uh it, it starts from within. And really you don't even have that's the, th- those are the first responders to what, what's going on from within the people that are closest to you in your bubble, Yeah, but, but yeah, it starts from within. Sure.
0: Like you have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. That kind well, of thing. Well, sometimes,
1: you know, you can, you can, you can do, you can, you can find that on the outside and simultaneously well, yeah, you on learn to love
0: yourself by the other, the love that other people show you yeah, things it's, like that. Well, yeah.
1: it, you, from my experience, the more, the more I love other people, the more I love myself, the more I love myself, the more I love other people, mm. but starting from the inside and you know the only thing we you mentioned the word control the only thing we have control we don't have any control we might be able to influence the percentage chances of things happening somewhat but the only thing we ultimately have control of is how we respond to things that's the only thing we have control of and then a lot of the times we seem out of control we seem like we don't have control over it there a lot of people especially in stressful moments it doesn't seem like there's any space to make a conscious decision yeah
0: we were talking about yeah that. yeah
1: so that's, that's the only thing we have control of. And that's we, the combination of both of our answers. That's how you make the world a better place. It, you, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm all for everyone who's, you know, activists and, you know, going out and hitting the streets and, and especially people who go out and do missionary work and volunteer work. And I hope to do some more stuff like that in the future, but the only thing that, you know, in my day to day life that I know that I can become better at and, and to make, make an impact. Yeah, like those who are closest with me. And then as a yoga teacher now, I'm able to, it it grows a little bit more exponentially that way. And so I'm, I'm teaching yoga now that I, I feel has been so precisely designed to get into all the things we're talking about. Whereas this is another topic, I don't know if I should go into it, but a lot of the yoga out there, isn't taking full advantage of the possibilities of what yoga can do for sure.
0: people. Sure, I think that that is something that, I mean, we, we kind of joked a little bit about like yoga and the soccer, soccer mom thing and stuff yeah, yeah. like that, which I mean like, Hey, you know, if you're a soccer mom, anyone do, you know, you know, very, uh, I would call maybe like, I would imagine it's very like surface level, basic yoga. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yep. like the equivalent of like, uh, food court, Chinese food is like the baseline of Asian food, but there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a much deeper palette or deeper uh, variety of things out there. So I imagine yoga is definitely the same way. It's like most things are like that, you know, like movies, music, anything.
1: I'd rather people be doing, as you described, uh, what food court yoga, than (laughs) than not doing things, anything at all. So the first step is even in those very superficial classes that, you know, aren't really prioritizing meditation and breathing. They're still moving, so that's that's a step in the right direction. Getting people just active who wouldn't be active otherwise, it's a great step. Yeah, so
0: I think that. So I feel like there's a lot of people that, when they're thinking about yoga, maybe some people are turned off by the spirituality stuff. They're Mm -hmm. just looking for an alternative way to work out, and then there's probably also people too that like. Like, with me, like, I have no interest in working out, but I'm really interested in the spirituality stuff and, like, the mental stuff. So that's, like, that's what's drawing me to yoga, not so much the physical stuff, but, like, the mental and, like, personal gain from that is what is attracting me. Like, I have no interest in, like, the – just, like, oh, this is, like, a – I get to wear, you know, a cute outfit and, you know – do that that sort of stuff and go hang out with my friends well at that's the yoga the, for, thing. for
1: anyone out there the only way that you can do yoga is if you you had to go to lululemon and you have to spend twenty dollars <laughs> twenty dollars two hundred dollars on, uh-huh. on your on your yoga pants yeah i could see you in a pair of uh, yoga pants right now that would be that would be great no that's uh-huh. a joke everybody yeah uh you don't you come as you are just put a pair of shorts on and t-shirt and go for it you yeah don't, you don't need but to.
0: like i'm super interested in in that and i think just like Um, I think another thing, too, is just, like, honestly, like, knowing where to go to find what you're looking for. I mean, you had kind of mentioned that, like, when you were in New York, like, there was so many different places to go. And I know damn well there's a ton of places to go here, too. But it's like, where do you go? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think it's just a matter of, like, being able to uh, know what you're looking for and where to find it. And uh, for somebody like me, like I don't know. You know, I think I understand what I'm looking for but I don't know where to find it, mm-hmm. but it seems like you may be in touch with what I'm interested in. So maybe this would be a good opportunity to let people know, <laughs> and me included, let me know, where do you teach yoga at? Like where could people find you if they were interested in this?
1: Yeah. The, the fastest way to find one of my classes is to go to my website, michaelmiracles.com. My schedule is usually completely up to date. So, you could start there. Uh, some of the studios I teach at are the Yoga Hive in Garfield, uh, I Am Yoga in Squirrel Hill, and not as much, but sometimes, and I like to practice there a lot, Yoga Factory in Lawrenceville. Those are all fine studios. Um, I also teach. Well, there's another big thing. I've now my second year leading a teacher training. So, I've been teaching people how to teach yoga now, and that's great. So, I, I operate out of my space called Meta, M E T T and uh we got donation based classes there happening occasionally and then maybe maybe more so in the future but um yeah a bunch of different places i also teach at an art gallery in garfield just, cool. just, just other depends on the places schedule, to man. access it so yeah check check out michaelmiracles.com if you want to check out one of my classes if anything i'm saying or about to s- s- say it resonates with you check it out I'd, I'd love to share what really has helped me and Hopefully you too. Uh, Yeah, I'll get you to the class. I'll hold you to
0: it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super fucking interested. I just need to, I need to to drop the the last little bit of my my uh, weird ego. You don't even need to drop
1: it. Like sometimes you just have to like get that extra oomph, get your shoes on, and 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 get out the door. And I think another
0: thing too is just like I'm always prioritizing so much in my life. I have a very like intense but dedicated schedule where you know I mean like I have my my nine to five, and I got stuff like this. I play in different bands. I have a relationship and a house and, you know, like all these things that you have to take care of. And it's so hard for me to just like, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time to do yoga, but then also I'll be like. Five episodes into some bullshit show on Netflix, and I'll mm-hmm. think like, oh fuck, like what could I have done with this time? Mm-hmm. Like, there's always time. That's uh, and I think that I just need to stop making excuses. And honestly, just even talking with you, and I feel like so much more comfortable even like looking into what you're doing, just because I feel like like I trust you. And it's so crucial to I think for me to have that trust in like Working with somebody on something like this that I feel is like going to be a big, like, be like a huge changing part of my life, versus just like going into some place with like a stranger that like yeah. I don't understand where they're coming from.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to tell. But um, well, thank you. Firstly, uh, I mean, I yeah, <laughs> but it's it's hard to tell. I mean, I've I put in work. I've uh, well, the reason I started out saying I was a yoga master is because I don't know if you heard the rule of like ten thousand hours. If you dedicate ten thousand hours to something, you're you 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 at least have high potential of achieving mastery. And uh, the definition of mastery is having... My definition or the de- definition I am, employ is having um, a lot of skill at what you're doing, but at the same time, having an open mind about it as well. You, a lot of us get trapped into thinking we're experts about things, even if we've only been doing something for a short amount of time. And then, again, it's the ego jumps in like, oh, you have to be right. You have to be the best. You have... This has to be right about that. Yeah. A lot of experts in any field, they tend to stop learning because the only thing that an expert can see is things that reinforce what they're already doing. Everything else is blocked out. So it's nice to be in a beginner mindset, even if you've been practicing for a long time. But I was just saying, like, even, even like, you know, you get a yoga teacher who just went through, you know, maybe a less effective training and who's just there. Hey, you get there, you move. Maybe what maybe that they've played a Justin Bieber song and a in a, dra- a Drake song during the yoga practice doesn't really appeal to you as it, I'm maybe just speaking from my own experience, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nothing against those guys. Yeah, but uh, I don't want it in my yoga. You know, sure. so you know you might hit a class that doesn't resonate with you. That's okay. There's so many other ones to try, and then eventually. I think the reason why you know that's important. If there's anybody out there who's a yoga teacher or thinking about becoming a yoga teacher, really study what you're doing. And students, at least in the context of a class, you can kind of feel like the confidence level, like confidence without false bravado. I'm confident that I know how to guide you through a yoga class. That makes it, yeah, that makes it a little bit easier for that part of your mind to disengage and not be on on you know protect mode. Like, oh, this person doesn't know what they're. Oh, they missed a. You know what I mean? So that makes it a little bit easier to get into the experience when the teacher at least seems trustworthy. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, not to say like trustworthy as in regards to what they, how they're leading the class, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in a frame of mind that some people might call it naive, but I'm always trying to see the best in every person. So I, I'm, I'm entering any situation very optimistically. And I don't need it to go any other other way. So I'm I'm looking to bring out. I'm I'm seeing. This is what Namaste means. this is it to me. It's an act of practice. You're. I'm always trying to actually see the best in every single person, and it's not anything that's that I have to judge because I know it's there. And whether whether it's and basically. The, the words I use to describe what that it is that we all have is you can just call it loving kindness or you can call it compassion, uh, but we all have that. A lot of people don't have access to it very much. A lot of people don't show it very much. So, but that's where I'm trying to connect to people with on a, on a level more than, you know, just verbal communication more, you know? So when, when I'm ac- when, when I'm connecting to people like that more often, it it start it's you start to feel it if you take my class you you start to and then that's the other thing about i'm really specific about how i teach the yoga too um i i teach both um vinyasa yoga which essentially has come to mean like flow that's my my main thing that i teach but um i also teach the bikram style of yoga the hot yoga as well. But in the vinyasa yoga... The sweaty stuff. Yeah, sweaty stuff. The, we, can, we can talk about that, why, why heat has, an, has its advantages as well. But um, even, you know, I don't teach all hot yoga. My vinyasa classes, a lot of them aren't heated. The The key to really getting that is really learning how to teach the class to link the breathing with what they're doing. And mm-hmm. many people, this you know, if you haven't taken a class before, those who have though is every breath landing in in your pose is every breath landing on how you get from one pose to the other yeah. and it, it sounds very like oh of course but if you really focus in on that and a lot of a lot of the classes out there really don't they they get caught up in what their playlist is like they get caught up in trying sure. to do a fancy sequence
0: i feel like that that seems so much linked to like performing again to me cuz i feel like there's so much of that that i think about in terms of performances as much as like as i as i lose myself there's always like whenever I'm writing songs, I'm thinking about going from part to part and my breath control and what I'm doing vocally from part to part and how it's going to work. And can I actually do this, you know, in a sense that's going to make sense that, you know, I can comfortably do it and execute it so it it lands in the way that it's supposed to. And a big part of that is like with like just breath control and focusing on like my movements and things that I'm doing while performing.
1: Yeah. I think it <laughs> doesn't sound like doing yoga will really help you with that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had this happen? I, I've been, I, I know, I think I know it's happening, but when, when, when I have to scream something very loudly, do you ever get the hiccups when do, uh-uh. I, that's, that's happened to me s- several times? I think I'm getting air, air trapped in okay. my stomach, Yeah. but I, yeah, that just, that I did maybe to ask you that because uh-huh.
0: yeah that hasn't happened to me yeah but i think the other thing too is with like so like i play in in, in two different bands primarily and one is like always screaming and one is never screaming <laughs> i'm never jumping between the two realms so if you're in a position where like you know you're having stuff where like sometimes you're screaming and sometimes you're doing more singing i could see maybe something <laughs> like that happening because like you're using so much more in like a confined space of time where like different you're like doing different things with like, your your body to like do those different uh sounds i mm-hmm. guess you know
1: again it, mostly the breath really yeah. um that's just one thing though but uh, in general the all the breathing techniques it strengthens your diaphragm it strengthens all the muscles around mm-hmm. your lungs so you you get more umph i mean yeah, that I, stuff I said is, it
0: so it's so important when it comes to performing like And like, to be able to like focus on that stuff in the middle of a performance while you're still moving around, having a good time and performing stuff accurately, Mm -hmm. it's a lot to think about. But like once you lock it in, it's fucking great.
1: I love it. Yeah, there's various levels of how we do things with and and how our, our, our thoughts connect to it. And it's interesting eventually with so much muscle memory, with so much repetition, we end up getting in that zone where we don't really have to think about it. But we, you know, ideally you can. You don't want to go into complete autopilot. Yeah. But it's like combining your ability to do things without having to critically analyze them a lot first or to think about just like how we like we, how we walk. We don't have to think, okay, now I have to lift up my right foot and put it down. We start to be able to do more and more things with that amount of ease, but also again, using an example of how we walk. Most of us will walk and we'll be thinking about, oh, that's... <laughs> so we don't actually walk as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just applying the, the best of... Again, it's not even thinking about what you're doing. It's just more being completely there for what you're doing. You don't really even have usually... then, Depending on what the task is, we do then you... Ideally, then we get more of control that part of our mind that generates the thoughts. It becomes more of a tool... We're like, oh, I need to analyze these factors and make a decision. Yeah, now I'll use that instead of what happens a lot of the time, that part of our mind's in charge using us, draining us, and it's just like generating repetitive or random thoughts or fluctuating between both. And it's more and more we're not really into what we're doing. And a lot of the times, like, you know, then it's, then we introduce these things again. <laughs> and more more uh, dissidence, more distraction from, from what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I really feel that yoga is, is a way to counteract the, the anxiety, all the things that cause anxiety in our, in our world. And, um, I can only imagine what it's like to be ha- having been raised with these things you know, oh, yeah, from a, from a little yeah, kid. I'm, I'm glad I, I got some that, time. I honestly that
0: think that the people that have like, I think that there's going to be a, a separation. I think kids that are growing up with this stuff are going to be a lot better than our generation and the, the couple that kind of followed us. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to become a thing where once it's normalized to a point that it's just like, ah, oh, whatever, it's not that big of a deal, it's going to be harder for people to get addicted to it because it's not really a new thing. It's just mm-hmm. a normal thing. And it's going to be kind of like, oh, like, whatever, like, Instagram's fucking corny. Like, the real world's where it's at. It's going to like, so. be like, it's going to be like that rotation of like uh, how like music will always like go into that thing like you had a cyclical like hair like hair metal was like the pinnacle of like over the top extremeness. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Seattle scene came in, kicked the door down, like back to basics, motherfuckers. I feel like that sort of thing is just going to happen where eventually it's going to reset. But there's going to be a whole lot of people out there that are still all fucked up and they're going to have fuck like the kids that are going to be like, oh, you know, fuck this shit. They're going to have parents that are all about it. And they're going to be raised all weird. That's going to take some time to, you know, get get through it, you know? it's like I, It's like, there's like this weird thing now where like, you know, like there's like some people that I know that have kids and it's awesome and they're great parents and that's super tight. But, you know, they post things online that are like, it's like super subjective stuff. Like, I don't know if you should be posting that when it's like, you know, a photo of you with your kids and then a photo of this thing. It's like, this is weird, like. Should all of this be in the same pot? I'm not trying to say that, like, you don't have a healthy lifestyle, but it just it just comes off weird to me. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's none of my business. But I don't know if you're putting it out there. It just seems weird because like one day, like your kids are going to see that, you know, they're going to be able to look back at all that stuff. And like, I don't know. It's just it's a strange thing. It's a strange world that like young kids are being raised in right now. But like I'm not smart enough to even understand the psychology of that. I'm trying to figure out myself. I can't fucking yeah, figure that's, that's, out
1: kids. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's three types of business. There's other people's business. There's your business and there's the universe's business. And yeah. Whenever you're caught up in other people's business or the universe's business, you actually have no control over it. So you're in a place of stress, you're in a no. place of anxiety. So handle your own business. Yeah. And, again, uh, but
0: yeah. again, it goes back to what we said before. Nothing's really that serious, right? You know, is it that fucking serious that, you know, somebody posts a picture of themselves, like, you know, passed out drunk and then they post a picture of them hanging out with their kids. Maybe not that big of a deal. Next day. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably not that big of a deal. The kid looks happy and healthy. Whatever. It's not my business. But, you know, it's maybe just not the best look publicly, you know? Like if, you know, God forbid anything were to ever happen and somebody had to look into the well-being of that kid and they looked at your Instagram account, you know, that might not be the best thing in your favor. Yeah. But whatever. That's we're talking about very extreme things. Mm-hmm. Uh the one thing that I do want to maybe sort of wrap up our discussion on, uh, talking about uh <laughs> being drunk and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned earlier in the conversation how like you were kind of losing your thoughts in like, you know, like alcohol I don't remember if you said drugs, but like sort of like that sort of thing, kind of like giving into that sort of stuff prior to like getting really deep into the yoga stuff. I'm curious now, like what your relationship with those sorts of things are, whether it be like, you know, just recreational eating of garbage food, like Mm -hmm. having pizza every once in a while or like drinking or drugs or anything like that. Like what is your relationship like with those things now?
1: Um, I I just believe every I don't I don't want to be like, oh, if you if you're not eating healthy you're you're doing something wrong or if you're drinking you're doing something wrong i feel like everything in moderation really you yeah know? Uh, back in the day i used to be more of a partier like when i said the content of the music has changed uh, the whole sneaky mike persona was more like party animal um you know whatever whatever it was and uh that you know was i don't it was Art reflecting life, life reflecting art. So I used to, you know, I used to party more. I used to drink more. I used to binge drink. I used to, and I would also use, you know, alcohol and and whatever else for basically how I can see it now is, is a a way to, to get a, get a break from the thoughts in my head. Sure. And, uh, that never really comes out to anything substantial. So that said, like nowadays, you know, I'll have a few drinks with, with dinner or something like that. That's, it's, you know, it's no big deal. Maybe. Maybe I do it too often, but, you know, there's no, there's no foreseeable, there's no noticeable ramifications of it. And I feel the best I've ever did and I'm mentally feeling the best I've ever did in life. So sure. I'm not here to tell people not to drink or not to do drugs or, uh, to stop eating fast food, but it's up to you and you know, just really assess it. Honestly, yeah, I think it's fast a matter food of like, it isn't good for you. Like
0: what, what's, what's right for you and like what. Everything is a result of, you know what I mean? Like, for example, say the main reason you're eating a lot of fast food. Is because you're going out and drinking until two in the morning mm-hmm. multiple times a week, and then you get all hungry and you need to eat. You want to eat something before you go to bed. So mm-hmm. as a result of you drinking until two in the morning, you're going to Wendy's drive through, mm-hmm. and you know you're putting all that garbage into your body on top of the alcohol, mm-hmm. and then it's making you have a hard time get up for work, and then like you have to go to work and you're it's sluggish, and then like you know it's like, creating like this big thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're in a cycle like that where like one problem's creating another problem. Then you should overlook. I think I don't think that's something you should overlook. I think mm-hmm. you should really analyze on like what is going on. Like, oh, why do you feel like shit today? Oh, because you ate all this garbage food last night. Why did you eat that garbage food? Because you were drinking. Why did you? Why did you feel like you had to go drink? Oh, because some re- you know some reason. So I was bored. An- analyze all ago. of those things. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay. Well, why are you bored? Maybe break. you need something in your life. Maybe you need yoga. I don't know, <laughs> but it's like
1: well, for me personally, the yoga really broke that cycle if you know i wasn't necessarily fitting it to the team maybe i was um but now it's like oh do i want to go out stay out later and have more drinks or do i want to be able to get up and do yoga the next day i want to get up and do yoga the next day because it makes me feel better and as you were saying for, for you you're more interested maybe in the meditative and the spiritual side of things but there's a payoff right off the bat even though it might feel challenging during the practice you Oh, no, better physically almost always. Well, I mean, I I don't
0: think I had mentioned this, but I mean, like I'm in a thing now where like I do stretches every day when I wake up now. Mm -hmm. That's something that's more recent in my life. It's nothing crazy or, you know, it's just like whatever, just like just stretch it out. And like I I know and like sometimes I'll stretch in the middle of the day at work and like I I know that it feels better. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm starting to think about like, oh, like if I was actually doing like a proper stretch. And maybe applying some more of this, like mental stuff that I'm thinking about in times when I'm stressed out. Like, this can only be good. There's no negativity that could possibly come from putting these worlds together and setting time aside in my hectic life to like focus on these things. I can't see any negativity from it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of me just doing it, just getting off my ass and fucking doing it.
1: Yeah, it just starts with one class. Yeah. Tomorrow at six thirty PM at the Yo- at the Irma Freeman Center on Penn Avenue and in Garfield. That'd be a good one. It's an actual <laughs> class for five dollars or more. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It might not work for everybody, but it it really has worked for me, and I it works for my student. I see it work for a lot of people. I think I
0: I, I say this a lot, and I apologize to people that watch the show frequently. Um, but a lot of times people ask me about starting a podcast or you know, recording music or playing shows, like, like how do you do something? And the first thing I always tell everybody is if you want to do something, the main thing that you need is a genuine want to fucking do it. If you don't have that actual drive to do it, you can buy all the fucking equipment in the world. You could do whatever you want, but without that passion, it's not going to happen. And I think that that's the thing with me in the yoga right now is just like I just like, it's like, I feel like I'm so close. I mean, I honestly feel like I'm there at this point after talking to you, but it's just like that passion just wasn't there. It's like, I understand the functionality of it and the the all the positive benefits, but it's just like the energy wasn't there. there I didn't have like enough passion to be like, okay, well, I'm going to set aside fucking, you know, band practice this week, or I'm going to set aside podcasts or, you know, this and that, like, I'm going to have to make a sacrifice to make time for it but it never felt like it was worth it. But now mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like I, it can be worth it. I just got to like look at the schedules and figure out what's going to work for me and just fucking do it Yeah, because like I really want to do it. I feel like it's just going to be a lot better for me.
1: Another really cool opportunity for you or anyone else watching out there to do a, a special yoga class would be Sunday at noon, two weeks from today at uh, Spirit under the Ian Brill's vault, Oh. display we're going to be doing a class there uh at noon on the 24th so that could be another opportunity i don't know it's kind of gimmicky but it, it'd yeah. be a cool environment to do it so i'm just i'm doing the class there and i would i, I would feel like uh-huh. it would be a wasted opportunity if i didn't tell your viewers that as well um but um but i'd say start tomorrow honestly <laughs> 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 um yeah I got classes there. So I got, I got two classes on the schedule for the public tomorrow. Um, but if it's not my class and you're you're on the brink as well of, of trying yoga for the first time, just get to any class. And Oftentimes it's whatever closest to you is it will be the best one because once you get there, it's not as, you know, depending on it can be still pretty challenging. But the hardest part is really getting there.
0: I think that, yeah, I mean, that's 100 percent just, yeah, I agree with you getting there. Yeah. That has to be the hardest part.
1: Getting like stopping inertia, getting the object in motion. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, because it's once you do that, it, it can you know it can remain in motion.
0: One thousand percent. Before we wrap wrap up, do you want to remind people one more time about your website and let people know about the band too? Do you have any gigs or anything coming up?
1: Yeah, we uh, we don't have anything scheduled. We just played Spirits Halloween party show cool. and uh looking for an i guess a new gig i i'm a little bit selective of what i take nowadays and just not there's no uh, point to play
0: every other weekend yeah there really i'd isn't. like
1: to it's fun but it is when but you know, like playing to just a handful of people it's it's a little bit
0: it, it, it stops being special real quick when you do that especially if you're staying like local you know yeah. it, it's it's it sucks because I mean, coming from somebody that's in a band it's like i love playing i want to play every fucking night mm-hmm. but realistically um, if i'm not able to go out of town playing locally all the time all it, it doesn't do anything but hurt you it really doesn't
1: yes unfortunately yeah so for the band um you can check out our, our new tunes they're not really officially released yet but check out our soundcloud soundcloud uh forward slash michael miracles i think that that'll guide you to it but beyond that um yeah, no, no gigs coming up soon, but we'll probably be doing one in in com- combination with releasing a single or or the album soon. Um, yeah, beyond that, check out yoga classes. And if you're in the market for doing a teacher training, I'm I'm in full swing of this year's, but we'll be doing another one in the summer. So that's Unity Vinyasa Teacher Training. If you really, if you've already even have done a teacher training, we're doing a 500 hour certification as well. So it's good for those just getting started or those who've taking a training and want to want to go deeper and become more yeah. skilled because a, a lot of trainings don't set you up to teach successfully they really don't unfortunately not to say here i go comparing contrasting again but uh yeah i don't know check out one of my classes and see if it resonates with you uh i feel like there's a million other things i, I should be plugging but <laughs> <laughs> the the vault class at spirit noon at yeah. on uh, sunday uh november 24th that's a big one and uh yeah we'll just uh, the teacher training is always uh, that's that's if it's uh, it's so cool to be able to teach yoga to other people but it's just like an other element of i'm just i love it so much to be able to teach other people how to how how to how to possibly influence other people so that's that's the way to start making that's one way start making the world a better place. Another one's podcasts too, you know? You start to reach <laughs> more people that way. Yeah, I'm the... trying. This is my little... How my many... Li- how many ep- what episode is
0: this? This is episode 269. All right. That's, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. I've, I'm in it. I'm in it at this point. But it's cool. I've, I've I think, honestly, I think a big part of me learning about myself was this podcast and like actually talking with so many different people yeah um learning that you know my that my 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 stresses about all of the things that i do aren't unique mm-hmm. everybody has the same the same issues yep and also realizing that i'm able to talk with people in a in a way that's like a lot more articulate and I feel like I help a lot of people whether if that's people that have been on the show or people that watch the show and it's made me feel a lot better about what I do and that's why I keep doing it it's because it's just like it's a way for me to be able to give back to the community that you know I care about I love being a part of this thing and you know it's one thing to be able to like go to my friend's shows and you know, buy their t-shirts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I want to actually be able to like do a little bit more and I have all of this stuff and the ability to do it and not a lot of people have the ability to do this. So I think it's, you know, kind of my calling in some sense to do this. So
1: I'm doing it. That's good to hear Uh, one thing before we I want to put this out to anyone, but also to you, I'm actually looking to hire somebody to help promote the music more. So I don't know if you know anybody off the top of your head, but I'm looking to pay a fair living wage (laughs) for you know part-time work to just get because i again i don't have high expectations of getting signed or you know whatever but i just i feel like we've been working so much on on this music and it's it's music that can potentially you know uplift people um besides it just hopefully sounding good um yeah, I'm, I would love to. Hi- I don't know. I don't know how to go about to hire. I don't. I don't know how to hire that right person who is a social media savvy person mm-hmm. and you know can you know do all the setting up stuff that. Yeah, that's. That I don't really have a lot man, of time that's a to whole, do.
0: It's no, a whole another conversation. I'm, wi- I'm willing
1: to spend my lunch money on it. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to buy a new car. I want to. I just want to get my my music out there. So if anybody out there listening, watching is a fairly organized person, has interest in the music industry. Uh, Let's work together. I'm I'm willing to. That's the other thing I wanted to plug because cool. I don't know how to find like yeah. I you know put it on Craigslist. That seems like a black hole. I don't know. It's just like wading through rand rando requests. It's but. it's
0: hard. Um, you know, much like I would say maybe the the anxieties of finding like a a yoga instructor that resonates with you mm-hmm. when it comes to finding somebody to help you promote your music, whether it be like, you know, somebody that you hire to do marketing or a manager, things like that. It's finding somebody that actually has an interest in what you're doing mm-hmm. or if they're just going to, you know, take money from you mm-hmm. and they'll promote it through their social channels. But that doesn't mean it's actually going to resonate with anybody. Right. You know what I mean? They might be able to fucking put your music on a blog that's going to get, you know, a thousand hits, Mm -hmm. but if you're doing, you know, you know, rock music and their connections, just kind of like a a very, just like average sort of just blog that talks about everything and it's Mm -hmm. not a big rock crowd. Sure. It might get, you know, it might get a, you know, a couple thousand hits on the page, but that doesn't mean that any of those people are going to care about what you're doing because the manager isn't taking time to actually like put your stuff in front of people like focus they're not targeting Mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing that i've come into a lot of problem with is just finding people that are like oh you know like i could help promote heavy metal music and they just put stuff in like you know very just generic metal things Mm -hmm. along with you know the other 200 posts from the same day and it's not actually like focused or targeted or you know it's but they're still taking your money And it's like, well, hey, you know, I told you that I would get your stuff in front of thousands of people. So technically you're getting what you paid for, but there's that nuance of like, you know, getting it in front of people that are actually interacting with it and people that are actually gonna, it's gonna benefit you. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to like waste a lot of money, unfortunately doing that. So it's a matter of just like talking with people face to face and finding somebody that actually has a passion for your vision and wants Mm -hmm. to see it grow. I think there's a lot of people that, do marketing and managing where it's just like, oh, you know, like, you know, you're a couple hundred bucks is like just a, a small part of the pool of like, you know, they're managing two dozen other people and like, you know, they're just doing the bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know, versus like finding somebody that's a little bit more focused, has a smaller roster and actually understands what you're doing and knows who to market it to. I, I'm, hey, <laughs> he's looking for somebody, I'm looking for somebody too. So, you know what I mean? If you got like a, a more like fun rock and roll band you know more traditional if you know somebody that wants to do some weird uh metal or uh rap stuff you can talk to me i don't know i could use the help too but it's hard it's hard out
1: there the, i'd say love evolution my band sound i just if you're looking to just try to quantify it uh prince meets queen meets kid Cudi, i think would be an example <laughs> The kid cutty albums that uh that don't get a lot of yeah, praise sure. either, yeah, yeah, but no nah, you know i like I like the whole royal angle prince meets queen mm-hmm. yeah, so if that's if that floats your boat as it does mine, yeah, hit me up michael dot com um I guess on on our, our our much beloved Instagram I'm yeah, I'm yeah. #michaelmiraclesyoga yeah. uh, the whole Instagram I give a lot of insight about you know how to how to make yoga a better part of your life how to get deeper into it and you get to see me making all these beautiful poses
0: <laughs> Yeah it's it's very uh Yeah, I mean, you have a very nice looking Instagram. I was like, fuck, whenever you hit me up, I was like, this
1: motherfucker's serious. And I only have 2,000
0: followers. (laughs) That's still a lot of people, man. In the context of things, that's a lot of people to, to be interacting with. So, you know, that's nothing to feel bad about. But let's wrap this up. And that is all, folks. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. One more time, Michael Miracles, look this dude up. Check out his bands. Check out his yoga classes. I am, you, if you
1: don't see me in the next month, Message me and just like yell at me. I'm gonna start employing like door-to-door <laughs> yoga cops that come into. Yoga
0: cops. Namaste motherfucker. Yeah, no, no I,
1: I, 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 really feel like
0: I, I, I feel. I'm not gonna get into it. I feel like it's something I'm gonna do, but more than likely before that. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2019. Whoop, Woo! Thanks for listening. And if you're still there and we're wrapping things up, don't forget to share this episode with some people. Let them know what we're doing. It really, really helps a lot. Sharing is caring. And uh, yeah, podcasts, internet, use social media for good, motherfuckers. (laughs) And that is it. We are done.